key off man you sing baritone no you were going for you you were there you were you Lean were in there and you jumped out when you were you were killing strong. you came in hot i came in hot. You came in hot i'll be your friend still going <laughs> this is like the very sexual <laughs> version of lean on me I'll be your anyways friend. uh welcome back to enjoy the podcast as you can see we have leveled up our shooting <laughs> Yes, we have. In our set design. In our set design. Yeah. Um, we are set designers now, so if you time, have a show. The time lapse, they'll see it. They'll see it yeah. in the beginning of this episode because we're going to make yeah. a song. Yes, we are. Yes, and we if, are. if you have a show and you need songs for your show or set design, <clears throat> yeah, particularly set design, as you can see. For sure. Yeah. We're the ones to call. We're the ones Enjoy call. the set design. Pick up your phone, baby. You can lean on us. You can lean on us. You can lean on us. So, JD, I got a question for you. What's up? <clears throat> Oh wow! Damn, That's how you feeling today? <laughs> Is that how you're feeling today, sir? Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm good. I'm then eventually gonna. So this I know is the special occasion joint. Yeah, yes, this is. Let's save this. Is this yeah. bottle a big deal? I keep seeing it on social media. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal, huh? Maybe we should save this for the last episode of the year. I agree. Oh wow, it's that big a deal? Yeah, that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like bigger so. than 1942. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big, it's deal. A big deal. It's a pretty big, big deal. deal. Pretty big deal. Well, there it is. Okay. Right. Solved. It's it a nice looking bottle. <clears throat> I like the sleek elegance. It's very uh, has a nice curvature to it. It's very refined looking, sexy. Reminds you of a woman. Um, I have a special toast today. Oh, toast, toast away. <clears throat> special toast. You know, <clears throat> per our last episode. Which was a doozy, as you ended the episode saying that. Doozy. Um, but in, in, in all seriousness, in my opinion, my humble opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, that was our best episode to date. I agree. We all killed it. I appreciate all of us. I'm proud of all of us for sharing our, our truths and, and some stuff that uh, felt good, at least for me, to get off my chest. For sure. I'm sure you, know, you guys yeah. as well. And uh, we truly appreciate you guys for all the comments, the the shares, the just everything, man. The comment section was it, both YouTube and Instagram. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. And um, <clears throat> I am very proud and honored to be a part of this show. Hey. So. Makes my, uh, my heart warm. Second Good. that. So is this whiskey. So cheers to us. Cheers. This isn't water, actually. Just sparkling water. It has sugar in it, so. Let's get it. Counts. Just to piggyback off of what you just said, I really am extremely proud of you guys because that was, uh, for one, shocking. Yeah. And uh, it it took me by surprise. Um, I did not know that you guys would get that deep. I did not know that... um, 
we were going to go down that path. But I am so, so happy that and so proud that you guys were vulnerable because it's not easy to do. It's very hard to do, especially on camera, yeah. especially sharing those type of truths in front of all these people who we don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, big up to you guys. Uh, and uh, I fucking appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate you. Doug. Thanks for yelling at us. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I will let me say I, I will say just to piggyback off of that I want to apologize because I feel like um I am very tough on myself and I in turn am tough on you guys. I do realize that I am extremely tough on myself. I'm extremely critical on myself and sometimes that bleeds over to the people that I love. If I see potential, if I see things that they can, you know, do better, I sometimes don't have the best approach at motivating them. Um, and I am working on that. I'm working on that on myself. I'm working on that in just in general because I see that show up in my relationship. I see that show up in my friendships. And I see that show up in, in, in really any close relationship that I have. Mm. So I definitely want to apologize for that because I don't want to be that person. I, don't, I, I, I appreciate that, but it's not necessary. I don't, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like I, I understand that people that don't know us might've thought that you were over right. the top and like yeah. being mean or bullying or whatever, but yeah. that's not the case. So yeah. like, I get it. If you don't know Jared and, and us, like, yeah, maybe you thought <coughs> that that was like him being mean, but, um, no, like that, that was good that you did that. Cause otherwise we probably would not have had that episode. We probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have been as motivated cause I don't receive messages if they're, you know, wrapped in sugar. Yeah. I receive things be, you know, if it's like a kick in the ass, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, kick yeah. in the ass works. A pat on my ass. I'm not going to like, yeah. You like it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it as, uh, and someone commented this, um, you were like, either the head coach or the star player on the team who sees the potential hmm. and we can be better. And it was just like a tough love situation, which I'm totally cool with. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that as well. Um, the other thing that I, I <clears throat> was going to add in a toast, but it would have been way longer. So just add it now. I'm going to add it now. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> it's the same well, amount of time either way. That was. Well, I mean, at least okay. you got your drink, huh? Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? I take that back. Thank yeah. you. Well, well, good point. I want to take a moment. Yeah. To uh, acknowledge you, Los. Hey. I'm tell you oh. why. Uh-oh. You, um, so eloquently and perfectly diagnosed something that I have been feeling for a very long time. I just couldn't figure out the words for it. Mm. And it was a moment for me when you called me out saying, like, JD, not, you don't always have to fix things all the time. You don't always oh, have to yeah. be, like, a therapist mode, right? Right. And, um that hit me so hard in the best way i was like man like that's it like that is it mm -hmm. i brought it up in my therapy session yesterday i was like i want to work on this asap yeah. like and as i as i said and i'll say it again like it was only you know when you and i were at, at, our, at our disagreement it was only coming from a place of love you know that was it right. anytime i see someone i care about i'm i'll be your hype man you know what i mean right. but mm -hmm. that's not for everybody right and unsolicited advice sometimes right. isn't necessary. I should have read the room better. You know no, what I'm saying? So, no, you well, did great, bro. Well, but but still, like, I, I maybe it wasn't so much the moment I had that Los called me out. Like, yeah. maybe it wasn't so much with us, but in my relationships, in my yeah. life, yeah. it is a huge thing. So, um, I appreciate you, man. I'm serious, because that, that, no, was, I, that was, I was like, 
man, I'm so happy someone yeah. called me out on that. And, yeah. and actually, you nailed it perfectly. So uh, I will continue to work on that. And and I uh, I definitely don't know at all. I don't want to come across as that kind of person. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you do. I think it's just your eagerness to help people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is. That's all it is. It's not that you think like, oh, I know. It's no. just like you're like, oh, I want to help you. I yeah. care about yeah. you. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I appreciate you, Doc. Um, today we are speaking and discussing and dissecting trauma. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, we keep it light on Enjoy the Podcast. <laughs> huh? This is going to be a heavy one. I can already tell. Oh, yeah. Um, I've experienced a fair amount of trauma in my life. We all have, yeah. And I'm sure, I think every person walking this earth has experienced some level of trauma. Um, me knowing Los, I know you. And I have this saying that I always say to Los. Mm. He needs to write a book. <laughs> and the title of this book should be Shitty Things That Happened to Los. Oh, I remember you said this. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into that specific episode, I think that we have something that we need to address. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, something happened on the foreplay episode, yeah. which this episode has so much drama. Yeah. It has so much drama, and it is constantly waking up a new beast in it. Oh, yeah. Always. And it really is. So for anybody out there who is just now catching on to us and haven't watched that episode, in that episode, I flung out there something that happened in my childhood mm. that shocked JD and Los. Yeah. And a lot of people were not happy with specifically your reaction. And I want to kind of dissect that because I think that men in particular have a weird distance with trauma, Mm -hmm. including myself. Yeah. So I didn't even share that moment understanding that that was a traumatic event in my life. Right. Um, and so I think that played a part in your reaction. But I don't want to make an excuse for you at all. No. But but I think that that did play a part in the way that you responded to it. Um, I'm sure, you know, it, yeah, in, in some way. did. I, I mean, first of all, I was definitely in the wrong to make such light yeah. of um, what happened. And, and part of it was, yeah, you know, because of the way, um, I guess, you presented. But I, I don't want to excuse it by saying mm-hmm. I did this because of this. Um, it's something that I'm you know it's it's something that i'm having to learn and uh it's it shouldn't be something i have to learn but i think it and again i don't want to excuse things i'm not trying to make excuses but a lot of it has to do with my age the era that i came up in um when i grew up if a if a young man you know had a woman molest him yeah we didn't look at it as molesting in fact it was like celebrated almost like there's you know there's whole you know stand-up routines mm-hmm. about you know comedians saying you know well that you know that kid got the fuck his teacher i didn't yeah, my, mm-hmm. my teacher was 300 pounds, you know yada mm-hmm. yada yada mm-hmm. um and again not to make light but i grew up in the era of um like catholic priests molesting boys was a running joke mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if how many times have you heard that joke growing up about the ca- you know yeah. what i mean and totally, yeah. it's something that it's terrible that we take it so lightly, but we definitely do or did take it lightly. I'd say yeah. that's changing, obviously, these days because, um, you know, the world has become aware of a lot of the uh, the shit that it used to, you know, just wallow in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's something that, you know, 
I have to reteach myself for sure. Um, and you said something to me um, on a prior episode. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. But you said that you usually the way you cope with your pain is you laugh at it. Oh, for sure. And I think that is probably telling in the way that you responded to something like that. And yeah. I, and I will say too, like for me, I did not look at that time in my life as a traumatic event. Right. Which is so interesting because. Um, at the time when that happened, it validated one, my manhood. Mm. It validated the way that I viewed myself. It gave me confidence. It gave me uh, a lot of inch, like a lot of um, the society uplifted me for yeah. experiencing something like that. Right. Which is so bizarre to me. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Because after that moment that we had, I looked at the way that I interact with sexuality in, as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I grew up, you know, after that moment, I grew up very in tune with my sexuality. Right. I grew up very, you know, in high school, I slept with it, too many to, you know what I mean? I did too much. <laughs> um, I was overly sexual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was overly in, involved in it. And I think, actually, no, I don't think I know that that moment in my life is what shaped the way that I view sex. Wow. Hmm. It shaped the way that I viewed myself. Yeah. It shaped the way that I viewed everything. And, mm. and it shaped the way that I treated women. Mm. Right. And so um, it, w it was traumatic. Mm. Not in the sense of like I felt sorry for myself. Yeah. But it made me uh, handle sex and women terribly. Yeah. It made me use them to validate myself because of that experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's when I had an aha moment to me. Like, cause cause when it happened and everyone was tripping, I was like, this is my story. Mm -hmm. It's not traumatic to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me feel weird. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel it doesn't it didn't I didn't look at that moment as a, a time where I was abused. Mm -hmm. However, it did abuse my thinking. Mm. And so that's when I was like, oh, this was traumatic. Mm. This was shaping. Shout out to everybody who was commenting to put that in front of my face because I would never have put that together. Mm. I would never have put that moment together to understand like, oh, that was the start. It's interesting too how you, you didn't even have that inkling. Mm -mm. Like up until that, up until the, um, to the episode. Like yeah. that's yeah that says a lot yeah no I mean, and, and, and the thing about it was like i knew i had an issue with sex growing up mm -hmm. but i didn't know that that was the start mm. i thought that i was inherently this way right right mm. i right. thought that this was just my makeup yeah and then after we shared that moment i was like oh no that start i was the victim there mm -hmm. you know i mm -hmm. was the one who was was and, and it it actually empowered me to understand myself more, mm. you know, um, and and that you know, I don't want to breeze past this. If you have anything else to say yeah. on it, but um, on that scenario at all, um, but it's so interesting because as we dive into trauma, um, I was doing some research, and it explained how trauma affects the way you process the world. I was. Um, Watching another guy's story at, while I was doing my research. Yeah. And he was saying that he went to his mom after he got molested. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, you know, auntie, da 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 da. Mm. And then she was like, guys can't get molested. That's you crazy. can't force mm -hmm. a, a man to have sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's 
the fucked up part because at the end of the day, you know, I think the tough part is is that the body has responses, mm-hmm. right? Just because his body was getting ready for sex doesn't mean he wanted it, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And I yeah. think the misconception is, is that guys can't be molested because, oh, if you get hard or if you get mm-hmm. excited about this, then that means that you wanted that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, a, a false narrative that men can't be molested. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say, you know, kind of with our arousal thing, like, yeah. like I said, like, you, I can get a hard on if the wind is right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you rub somebody in an area that's sensitive. Yeah. It, whether they want to or not, a lot of times that should get hard. Yeah. Especially you know I mean? that young. And, and at that age, you don't even know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Right, right. At the end of the day, we all recognize that the way that we responded to that moment mm-hmm. was wrong mm-hmm. and that we're learning. Mm-hmm. and that we're trying to get better um you know none of us here are a group of men that are just gonna be like nah that was nothing yeah no bump that we're gonna yeah. analyze it and in further mm-hmm. for me in my further analyzing i realized that that was a traumatic event yeah yeah, yeah. and so you know we do apologize for anybody out there who was triggered by that mm-hmm. um but we're getting better and we're learning and that's just the 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 joy of doing a podcast Mm -hmm. if we speak this long yeah all the time we're gonna say things that are gonna be yeah they're gonna be wrong right it's just it's just what it is yeah overall though um i think i just shouldn't have you know obviously i was wrong to like make fun of it and yeah it shouldn't have been something i made such light of but um uh, yeah like you said like that that really is how i respond to like all my traumas man like everything shitty that's happened to me in my life I have to make a joke out of it because if I don't laugh at it, that shit will fucking eat me up, man. All the fucking bullshit that I've seen and been through and like, yeah, if you don't laugh at this shit, you're going to have a fucking ulcer. You're going to end up with cancer or some shit. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Hmm. So, like I was saying, you, like, sexual trauma hmm. isn't the only trauma that you can experience. And yeah. I, and I, and I, I experienced so much more, um, other type of psychological trauma physical trauma you know yeah. uh life experience trauma that i didn't even look at that as the most traumatic thing that happened in my life mm-hmm. and the funny thing that you say you know laughing at your pain um if you don't you'll get like an ulcer or a cancer or anything <laughs> yeah. um i was watching this ted talk on trauma mm. and mm. kids who who experienced uh childhood trauma mm. over and over again mm. There's like a score um, that they were scoring on them, depending on what they went through. Right. And the higher the score, the higher times that they were likely, like I was, it was like four times likely, ten times more likely to have cancer, to have wow. lung cancer, yeah. to have brain cancer. Wow. They said that it was going to take off ten, ten to twenty years of their life. Just oh, from experiencing these good, these traumas. I got a good 30 shaved off. <laughs> and that was like a crazy moment because mm. she was also explaining how trauma mm. literally changes your DNA. It mm. literally changes your physical makeup. Yeah. And the way that you process the world. You know, I was listening to you guys about the, the could be, you know, traumas of, of um being molested and and i was never molested but i definitely had um other traumas and i remember we were going to talk about this episode and i started thinking like what would my traumas be a and then b you know there's got to be more to trauma besides sexual 
physical like abuse or mental abuse right with with trauma and um mm. i was looking it up researching i sent you that, that that one podcast and i was like oh man like i definitely had trauma with abandonment mm. yeah. and um that was a huge trauma for me I, I'm sorry, yeah. and, and it affected me with um many different ways but the the biggest thing was trust yeah. and i to this day have a hard time trust trusting people is that because wow. of your father um well i mean my my, my mom did as well at, at one point oh wow. you know so my dad definitely did my mom did and and it just seemed like a lot of people that i would let in uh. at one point abandoned me mm-hmm. and uh, even even as as a grown adult just a friend you know right. so because so what happened was is because i didn't know i had abandonment issues what i would naturally tend to do was gravitate to people yeah. Not like a, in a stage five clinger, but like I would latch on to you. Right. Right. Because I was trying to fill a void. Yeah. And I would latch on to you. And then if whatever happened, some, you know, for whatever reason, if something happened and you decided to take me out of your life, then I'm right back at square one with abandonment. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it affected relationships for me uh, with women, with friends as well. Um, but that was a big trauma for me. Um, you know, my my dad. Yes. But uh, my mom, when I was 17, um, essentially chose her boyfriend over me wow. him and i didn't didn't get along we didn't see eye to eye and yeah. and i remember the last blowout that was um i remember he gave her an ultimatum and said it's either him or me and he was he was going out of town for wow. a job and he said um when i get back type shit exactly yeah. exactly like if he's still here when i come back i'm not coming back and i remember wow. he was there right so we're having this argument in my mom's kitchen and i remember looking at my mom like I probably had a pleading look on my face, like, please don't tell me you're even going to contemplate this. Like, yeah. I'm your son. Yeah. And mm. she chose him over me. Damn. And I had to move out. I moved out. I lived with my sister um, thereafter. And um, Have you guys reconciled this um, situation, or is it something that you guys never really we, spoke about? Um, we tried. I'll definitely say that. We, we definitely tried. Um, I think at this point, for her, it's probably water under the bridge. For me, it's still temperamental right Mm -hmm. and what's crazy is um talk about patterns my mom did that to my sister at the same age with my dad oh wow Wow. is she still with the guy that yeah yeah there's so but it's more like a roommate situation uh than a relationship but um have you have you talked to him again yeah 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 i mean it's it's um punched him in his mouth (laughs) no it's uh (laughs) and and i think you know my mom is a very um tough stubborn old italian woman Mm. and i think you know the pride is is too big kind of thing and um i think the the guy um who isn't the brightest tool in the shed uh my whole family would would agree to that but i don't think and i bring that up only to say because i don't even think he realizes the the trauma that that, he added on that that. caused right right um i have a very good way and i'm not proud of this another thing i'm trying to work on of, of masking you know, my traumas, yeah. my problems and stuff. Right. I know. think most men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most men. But and but specifically for me, it's just like making everything seem and appear to be just fine. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But behind yeah. the mask, I that to this day, like, really, really mess with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I already had my dad abandoning me. He was never in my life. Yeah. Right. Now my single mother who yeah. raised me 
chosen man. You know, single mother yeah. and a son is that's like yeah, talk yeah. about an unbreakable so, bond. Yeah. She abandoned me, so my two parents did, yeah. and I'm like, everyone's going to. And I had that defense mode kick in. That's why I, again, I have a hard time trusting people. But uh, yeah. it's a very, very long winded answer. But no, no, I appreciate I, you sharing. Uh, that. Yeah, and, no, and I, I think both of us can relate to that because I know yeah. my yeah. my issues with my yeah. father. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of, or you know, I'm still working through. Mm-hmm. my own abandonment issues with him um and that that affected me particularly in my relationships you know right. with women um, right 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 more so with women interestingly what i would do as a result of that is uh, i noticed um i would also kind of uh gravitate towards father figures right mm-hmm. even though my mother remarried and i have a, my dad or you know my stepdad whatever um he did a great job raising me as his own but mm-hmm. i would still and especially um i would find black men Mm-hmm. that i would mm-hmm. grab older black men that um Same. were accomplished in some type of way mm-hmm. like right like at one point it was uh my my buddy tony who was mm-hmm. uh he, he had like race cars and he was a mechanic and all this but just like the oil oil changing oil changing guy yeah. exactly <laughs> um but he was like he was you know he was a man's man mm-hmm. and that so i would i would gravitate to those mm-hmm. those types of uh those types of men always black men just to kind mm-hmm. of like like i was filling that that void so mm-hmm. to speak but with women it turned into something where um, I would push them away before they could push me away. Mm. So it, it would be a Man. thing where like the um, the attraction and everything, the relationship, so to speak, would burn bright. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I felt us getting like too close, yeah. then I would I'd figure out a way to, to wreck it. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, that's something that shit like... <laughs> It's something that I still Bro. I battle with. Uh, I'm more aware of it now, mm-hmm. but it's still something that happens. Like yeah. I mean, it just probably happened this year. I bet. So, wow. yeah. yeah, man, sit, sitting here, like hearing you say that, uh, you're my twin with that, yeah. especially when it comes to relationships. Um, and that's actually that's that's one of the reasons why I knew Shay was the one. Mm. Yeah, because um. And I always have such a hard time when when people say like, you know, how'd you know she was the one or I want that. And I'm like, it's so specific and personal and subjective, you know, like I think a lot of the reasons why not necessarily that Shay's the one for me is because of what I lacked in childhood. But um, that that trust thing I knew and felt more importantly that I could trust her. And I always say it's it had nothing to do with infidelity. It was just like. I could trust her to not leave me, to not abandon me. I could trust her that, you know, she'd have my back. She'd always support me and stuff. And then I just had this realization yesterday. <laughs> to your point, Lois, as I, I wrote down in my notes, because we, we had yeah. a marital uh, therapy session, and I realized that I've never let anyone in before mm. because I was afraid of getting hurt and I was afraid of being abandoned again. Even right now, my marriage, full full disclosure, here you go. Um, I still haven't let Shay all the way in. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm I'm scared. What counts as letting somebody all the way in, though? Like, what? I, I think. Like, I, how deep does that go? You, you I, I, Jared, maybe you. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, JD. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I think, first of all, I don't, I don't necessarily know yet. Yeah. I, it's something I'm wondering. And that's why I wrote down my note in our therapy session because I'm like, I want to take it and work on it individually with, with therapists. But um, for me, I know it has a lot to do with letting go of control mm. and, and trusting. Yeah. You know, uh, delegating. 
I have a hard time doing that because I have I have trust issues. I don't know yeah. if you're going to be able to a do it or b do it as well as I would do it or right. with the same passion and love that I would do it with. Right. To my wife, I mean, it's like it's crazy. It's not it's not crazy, but it's like it's wild because I'm married. I love my wife. I yeah. love what we have, but I still I know it. You you know you you you've been there before where you're like I haven't let that person yeah. I, like like maybe you guys can relate to this like. I keep people at an arm's distance because I have let you completely and I've taken down my entire guard. Just been like, all right, vulnerable, transparent, please don't hurt me. Please don't leave me. And they have. So what happens is I keep putting on this, this more layers of armor, so Mm. to speak. And Uh it's taking longer to remove the layers of the armor, even with my wife. Yeah. Jared, I I, I actually, I want you to answer that same question. Like, Like how do you let somebody in? Because I feel like you've done this with Shan, right? Like you let her in all the way. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but like if I'm not, how did, I guess, how did you know that you had reached that spot? And then yeah. also like, is there a feeling that you felt like, okay, I know that it's, that this is happening or. Yeah. I think, um, obviously we had to build that trust. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a different case for Shan and I, because we started out as completely mm-hmm. like fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. So the the reason why, and I, and I, I can't speak for you, but I, mm-hmm. the reason why I used to not let people in yeah. is because I did not want to expose parts of myself that I hadn't worked on mm-hmm. or parts of myself that are dark and that are, are mm. I'm ashamed of. Flawed. Right. And if mm-hmm. she saw those parts, would she think that I am the best candidate for her? Mm. And right. so with me and Shan, I didn't have those fears because I already knew she didn't see me mm-hmm. as the best candidate for her mm-hmm. or I wouldn't be just a <laughs> fuck buddy, right? Yeah, yeah, and no, so vice versa. Like she showed her, sure. her, her entire self because... She already knew that I wasn't even looking at her as a, a candidate. Mm, yeah. So there was no fear there to lose. So like the lack of seriousness let, allowed let it to it, be right. Allowed it to be like, you know, Completely this is what it was. But I'll even be more even honest with you. Um, I didn't even recently share how many partners I've slept with mm, until wow. recently. Wow. Until very recently. Was that terrifying? Um, not at this Maybe moment. Maybe not terrifying, yeah. but not like, at this moment. But in the beginning, I just didn't want to share that because of my trauma, because mm, of the mm. the number that it actually is 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 like embarrassing. <laughs> Little, yeah. I was about to make a joke. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm <laughs> what not. What gonna say? I was gonna call you a little whore. I really was though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I really was. He asked me to do it, okay? He asked me to make fun of it. I really was. And 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 that was the reason why I didn't want to share it. Mm. But yeah. even further than that, it's when you get to the point where I think that anything that I share, I trust you, my significant other that you can handle the worst parts of me mm. and still be able to see the good in me. Mhm. Which is so terrifying. I don't think there's anybody that I feel that way about exactly. romantically. Yeah, like it's that, so terrifying. It's the hardest thing. people that it's like, I'm, I'm close to that, but yeah. I'm not like, you know, that I felt like, yeah, I could get yeah. there with them, but I, I never did. Cause that so, is a, like, for me, I know my wife is that person. Mm-hmm. I just now, my issue is, I don't know how to do that. You know how I think you can? I think you do it little. 
Yeah. You don't you don't need to expose yourself completely yet. Right, right. I mean, arguably, you guys are married, so like I, I know some people are going to be like, you know, show it all. But I don't Open think the that's closet the closet door. I don't <laughs> think that's the healthiest way. I think the yeah. healthiest way is is you let her build that trust with you. She's yeah. also helping you take that armor off yeah, as yeah, your yeah, wife. Yeah. So you just tell her like, look, baby, I want to expose everything of me. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take me time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me, you know, but I'm going to do it a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And and just like tell her like, I this is the way that I would love for you to react. Mm. If I share this, like this is how I fear you to react. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if you and and right. and so she can kind of hear your traumas and hear your inner circle, your inner uh, inner being, mm-hmm. with that in mind, like knowing, like okay, I'm going to have to filter my feelings with JD because I'm helping him right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how where she's she's probably let you all the way in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and if it's yeah. vice versa, then maybe you guys can help each Some other. Share like, the yeah. jewels right there. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. And and again, like she definitely that's not why she's my wife but that is a large part as to why i decided to trust her that i can totally you know disclose everything in in time yeah right of course um for the record we're only married for a year so obviously it's it's gonna take time and also (laughs) for the record uh the day we got married we only knew each other for two and a half years which is I don't think that's a small amount of time though. It's not a small amount of time. That seems like a very a significant time. I know people well, that get married at the six months. Well but but what I'm saying is is like to you know, we're still reminded in uh-huh. disagreements <laughs> that we're getting to know each other. Oh, okay, at, I see what you're saying. Is, is my point. I thought and, you were, I, I'm sorry, I read that as yeah. you discounting the amount of time that you guys have known <laughs> each other. So well, that's I'm, why I said I'm, that was like I'm a only good saying like we we lack one thing which is no one's fault, which is experience. Right. With with each other and gotcha. and sometimes chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can only do so much with a certain amount of time. Yeah. Right. You know, so for us we're still learning as we go, but I definitely know that I can disclose anything with her and she yeah. would she would open it uh or, or receive it with open arms yeah. um but and two i think also what will build that trust is her reactions with things that you're not necessarily disclosing it could be something small like you know i know jd likes the dishes this way or i know mm-hmm. jd likes this this way so i'm gonna do mm-hmm. it this way and if, mm-hmm. like for instance for me with Shan, this is a very surfacey thing, but this is just an example. Um, with Shan, like when we first got together, like one thing that I couldn't stand, it just <laughs> drive me fucking crazy. It really grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, she used to leave her tea bag in the sink. Oh, and that instead used of just to, throwing it away, instead of throwing it away, she Why would, she would just throw empty it away? the cup and mm. leave the tea bag in the sink. It's mm. very weird. And like I like that drives me crazy yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and so um and it's this is not a real issue this mm-hmm. is just something yeah, that sure, i found sure. to be annoying no for sure and mm-hmm. one day like it stopped i voiced it to her it stopped and it told me that like she cares mm-hmm. about what i think right 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 she might not care about that tea bag she can mm-hmm. live with the tea bags in the sink she doesn't care mm-hmm. but just the fact that she was taking an extra step to be like oh this is not what i want but i know jared wants it right. yeah. so i'm going to take that yeah. out and that little thing would inch my trust in a little bit more. And it's, yeah. it's like, That's good. it's surfacey. No, but no, if no, she was good. doing things that mm-hmm. you knew, she you knew that she didn't care about, right. but she was doing it because she knew that you cared about, right. I think those little steps can can arrive you to the place where you can start unveiling things where mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can handle that. Yeah. I can handle this. That's that's really good. I'll definitely um, put that in into into play. 
because again it's it's i know she is the one that i can be totally transparent with yeah i just i'm, I'm just learning literally as i go as as to how but i, I didn't mean to get off the the trauma thing no, but i think but it i was think a, you did address trauma yeah, I think and, you, and not abandonment that, but i yeah, think yeah, you addressed yeah. a way to overcome it too i yeah. think we just mm-hmm. learned you know yeah. one way to do that with relationships is mm-hmm. you know piece yeah. by piece right yeah. you know? right just take one skeleton out at a time yeah. don't just fling yeah. open the door but but that's why i think it's um you know, I was I was trying to make sure I can contribute today, and I was like, I was never sexually abused. I I was a um, a witness growing up to um, physical abuse, which yeah. didn't necessarily cause me trauma. It did though. Well, okay, yeah, maybe did. I don't mean that in the way that's like telling you your story, but it did because the same way that mine my sexual trauma did. Mm. I didn't view it as as it was. Yeah, you know what right, I mean. Right, right. I mm-hmm. didn't view it that way. Mm-hmm. But when your mom was getting physically abused or mm-hmm. verbally abused, I don't. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was your mom, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and when that happens, and I've witnessed my mom get mm-hmm. abused, mm-hmm. and when it would happen, I would go even at like ten years old. Mm. I would go into extreme protector mode. Yeah. I would go into like my my blood would go. My mm-hmm. I would see red. You know when you get mad totally. and it would get like yeah. kind of blurry. Right. Like I would go into those moments even mm. though I couldn't physically do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and those moments mm. were um they 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 add weight on top of you. You're you're right. And you know and I just realized that when you feel helpless yeah right in those moments because i definitely did it did transpire into my later years because there were times where i probably could have done something in those moments but when yeah. you're nine or ten you can't. and your father yeah is putting hands on your i mean physically you, it's you not much crazy so like i like y'all like i you know i witnessed it as a child mm-hmm. um i remember one time when i was probably man i was probably like 27 28 i was at um you know a, a friend of mine at the time's house and mm-hmm. um i was we were i can't remember what the, the the problem was between him and his girl um but he went back they went to their room and he put his hands on i could hear it and i was sitting in the living room with his kid right and i literally i remember <laughs> i remember in that moment like later on i look back on it um but it, it reverted me to this like for like a split second i went back to like nine-year-old me and mm. i was fucking terrified man Cause I hadn't, I hadn't been around yeah. a man assaulting a woman in any way mm-hmm. in years, mm-hmm. and there was this this moment where I, bro, I fucking like, like I had to shake myself out of it. Wow. And I, I took his son outside. I was like, "Yo, just wait right here." And I went back there. I was like, "Hey, yo, my like, yo, bro, like, cut this shit the fuck out." You know, I broke it up as much as I could. I was like, "Your son is out there in the fucking living room with me." Like you're putting your hands on your like this is you know yeah. it's crazy it's exactly you're yeah. out of line yeah. you know um but I literally I, there was a moment where I was I was sitting there next to his son and I might as well have been his son in that moment because yeah. I was you know it it fucked me up for a second because it literally took me back to my mm-hmm. childhood and remembering those moments that you know yeah it, yeah bro that shit there was when I was a fucking it's probably like eight years old one thing that's always like. I mean, I'm, I'm like, my voice is getting shaky now, like, thinking about it. I remember I was at a friend of mine's house, and um, I came out of his room, and I wanted to get a drink of water. And, um, and this is probably one of the things that I've never actually really gotten over. It always bothers me to this mm-hmm. day. I came into the living room, and, like, this is when me and my mother, um, 
we were, it was just me and her at this time. And, um, you know, we were living shitty at this time in our lives. And uh, the apartment that my friend was in, you know, it wasn't like dirty, but like there was no furniture in the living room, nothing mm-hmm. like that. And I remember coming out and uh, his dad had his, his, his mom up against the wall, holding her by the neck, had a knife like pressed to her eye. Damn. And I walk out there and I'm, I look and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like I'm eight years old. I'm, yeah. I'm frozen. And he looks up at me and this shit, to this day, this shit fucking haunts me. I remember when I walked out, he was like growling at her almost. And when he realized I was there, he looks over at me. He goes, oh, hey, Carlos, what's up? And I'm like in the most calm, like librarian demeanor. Sociopath, man. For real. And it just like, I was just, uh, um, I wanted to get a drink of water. And he was like, oh, it's, you know, go ahead in the kitchen, you know, go ahead and get yourself a drink. Like talking to me like he's fucking watching the news or something, man. I just remember just walking over there, getting a drink going back into the room and like I, I, I told my friends like yo you're like I said something about like your dad is doing something to your mom and he just kind of was like like yeah like it's normal that's, that's business as usual around here man wow. like and that shit Damn. like to this day bro like that shit when I think about it that shit fucks me up all because like I can see him turning his head and being like hey, hey mm. Carlos what's up like fucking yeah, but it, when when my boy was going at his wife or his girl, yeah. like I remember, it put me like that's how I felt. I felt mm-hmm. like I was back in that living room, right? Looking at my man's, you know, my homeboy's mm-hmm. dad just wow fucked up. I mean, trauma is uh, it's it's so interesting how much of an impact it can have on somebody forever. Yeah, yeah. like think about you were. How old when you're? He said eight, eight, eight years eight, old. Okay, I'm 36 now. So 30 years ago, essentially, Almost, yeah, 28 years. You remember ago. it like it was. I remember like yesterday. yesterday. Out of bro. all the life you've had from eight to 36, yeah. it it blows my mind, man. That that that's and, how and and that's why heavy. you know I go back to that like we have men have this weird distance with mm. trauma. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reason why is because what we value as men. Mm. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but as right. men, what we value is the guy who goes through the shit mm-hmm. yeah. and comes out on the other end mm-hmm. still standing, yeah. mm-hmm. still being a good person, yeah. Yeah. still being able to, to, to uh, you know, we, we honor. Mm-hmm. We praise them. We honor yeah. The, yeah. The, the soldiers with the purple heart yeah. because he went through the battle. Broken, bruised, came out, saved people. His whole team was slaughtered, and mm-hmm. he comes out on the other end, still okay, yeah. unscathed. Mm-hmm. And we give him the purple heart for going through that, and mm-hmm. it's an honor. Yeah. Well, not only is it an honor, but it's a reward. It's a reward. We reward your trauma. And it is a thing that, like, I think we put trauma in this distance because we go, yes, we recognize that that was a shitty moment, but we don't need to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what ends up happening is it, is it internalizes. Mm-hmm. It exposes out of any other pore that you have, mm-hmm. you know, drinking, right. you know, ab- yeah. substance abuse, uh, you know, physical abuse. Mm-hmm. It comes out in your relationships. It comes out in your in your friendships. It comes mm-hmm. out in every area of your life yeah. that mm-hmm. like it it has to be at least spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, something that I still deal with to this day, which I have to call these people and and really hash it out um for a lot of people who don't know i was in a very very religious mm-hmm. uh state um i went to not a state like a state but like in <laughs> mentally um i was in a very like religious uh, place it, it was a cult mm-hmm. it was a cult <laughs> it 100 was a cult mm-hmm. and here's the thing this is how it works 
because it's hard for me to because I don't want to bash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That before I even get yelled at for mm. chuckling at that, but when you say it's a cult, like, like, like it makes me kind of like what? Like, it was a cult. I'm gonna get into fuck? it. So, so and and the way I got out of it was I um the I'll get to it, but uh e the e network. Mm. Wait, did a documentary on the church that I was at mm. and I found the documentary <laughs> and the documentary was like explaining why this place is a cult and if mm. you're in it you need to get out mm. now get it so it started out um, called one thing when that documentary came out oh, they changed wow. their name they pivoted mm. they rebranded oh shit I knew at the time because I was a part of the church when it was this and I was a part of the church when it changed the name because I was in it since I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. And so when they changed their name, when I found the documentary, I saw that it was the old name and I never understood why they changed the name. Well, you were a kid when they changed the name. So for you, it was the same name. Yeah. So it didn't really it didn't really shock me. So um, but going forward. So I watched the documentary and it started to hit me in that moment like. I am in this in moment. So how I got into this church, so just to set it up so that people can understand how hard it was to leave. You were eight years old. You didn't get into it. You were No, but I wasn't it, in right? the, so granted, they don't hold you to that standard. Although there is a lot of brainwashing that happens as That's a kid. That's what I mean. Yeah, there is a, kid, a lot. There is a lot. But I wasn't into it okay. like that. Gotcha. Because I had my mom, so I would oh, go. Okay. I would. I wasn't in it. You like, weren't completely in. You weren't. I wasn't in it the whole time, it. Yeah, but I was around it. You know, when gotcha. I would go visit my dad. Right. Um, and then, with the way you get into the church and the way you get like indoctrinated. Yeah, which for lack of a better term, but yeah. the le- the the way that you reap the benefits of the church, the way you're able to date the way you're able to live with people, the way right. you're able to get a job. Um, the way you're able to live is what it sounds like. The way you're able to live in this church is you get baptized. Mm, now, okay. on the surface, everyone is like... It's normal-ish. Everyone yeah. should get baptized. But in order for you to get baptized, there's, there's a... I get like shaky thinking about it. I could hear it, it. yeah. yeah. You did, you're <laughs> doing what I was doing a second ago. In order to get baptized, you had to um, do what is called Bible study. Mm-hmm. Now... You, you go through a list, I think it's like 10 to 15 studies okay. where they walk you through the Bible um, and they, they, they go through each chapter or each thing. Um, so they have like the sin study. They have like, um, you know, they, they call them a, dun- a bunch of different things. Right, right before you get baptized, yeah. what you have to do, you have to write every sin oh, shit. that <laughs> you can remember. Mm-hmm. Fucking novel. You have to write every. It was hard. I was and and say. sometimes if they see it and they don't think it's good enough, you 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 repeat Man, that what? lesson. Wow. And so you have to rewrite it. And, so you just say like embellish and just add some shit if they didn't think it was good enough. Like oh all right. Well go. you know they just they just go through it. So Yo, what the? You write out your sin and then once you write it, you bring it into the study and you read it to them. Mm. So now they know everything about you. Yeah. Every little moments. thing about you. Right. Right. So right. once you once you do that, you get baptized, um, and they they you're 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 called a disciple. Right. I know these are not new terms, but mm-hmm. I'm just explaining it for people who right. don't know. Yeah. But you're now a disciple. You're in the church. You as a single man cannot date anybody in the church unless you are a disciple. They will they will intervene if you do. 
it, before you date. Can you date people outside of the church? Doesn't happen. You can't. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not I, can't is a very strange word, but they will sit you down. It happened to me. Right. I was dating someone outside the church at one point. They sat me down. They were like, "She's not part of the church," and I was like, "Well, she's a part of a different church." And they're like, "But we don't know if that church is doing it right." Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, mm. so they sat me down and basically told me that you can't date this woman. Mm-hmm. So, like, they do things like that, and they won't necessarily go out to say you can't, but they will. They will they pressure don't encourage you. They'll shame and they'll shame yeah. you. They'll shame. You did. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm going through all these things now. In order for you, I, I'm, I'm now at my like, I'm like 18, so I want right. to move out of my parents' house. <laughs> in order for you to to move in with people, I oh, had to shit. move in with other disciples. What the fuck? If if it wasn't um, a disciple, they frown on that. Like, let's say I found like somebody else, like Lewis or Lose or something. Yeah. They would be like, "Yeah, but he's not a disciple. Mm. How is he gonna make sure that you're in check? Wow. How is he gonna make sure that you're? How are you guys gonna hold each other accountable? Now you have an elder. Jeez. Everybody's assigned an elder that you have to call. At least for me, I don't know if everybody had to do this, but for me, I had to call every night and tell them how I sinned that day. What the tell fuck? Him, tell him like what went wrong that day, what where I struggled, what was my cross to bear. Daily confessional. Daily confessional. Damn. Now, um, every morning you get up with either yourself or a couple other people right? and you read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And because you live with a bunch of disciples, if you don't do that. Oh, they'll tell on you. It, it gets, so they create this. Mm. This, this yeah. place, right? If you work at somewhere and there's not another disciple working there, it's it's not like frowned upon, but I know for me it was like, hey dude, why aren't you working somewhere where somebody else work? Yo, that's you know, what's mm-hmm. going on? How do you have your brothers and sisters not around you? Mm-hmm. Now, this was like indoctrinated unto me and so I'm going to this church. I'm living in it with a group of disciples and <clears throat> Just to like, and that's like a short version of like how manipulative and how brainwashing this was. Like, and they teach the Bible literally, Hmm. literally they teach the Bible. So if I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing as a disciple, I, they would share. I remember this one person shared me a story right before I got baptized and was like, you did it. You're about to get baptized. And I was having second thoughts. And he shared a story with me about this guy who had second thoughts, drove home away from the the, the baptism, oh, and got in a car crash. Uh, I knew that was where this was going. So That's like, insane. there's like this thing of, of yeah. spite that God has, mm-hmm. that you're like, if I'm not doing things right, my life is going to be it's, bad. Well, it's very Old Testament, trying to, it's uh, it's the God that punishes, not the God that loves. Yeah. Mm. And so, so I'm living with these guys, and... One of my friends who was also in the church uh, slipped up with a girl who Uh wasn't a part of the church. Right. And they brought all of us in, like the whole church. Like, so every Wednesday, every Wednesday, all the singles meet Mm. at a a church. Every Wednesday, we all meet. So I remember it's one Wednesday, I show up. I'm already having my doubts. I just stumbled on the documentary mm-hmm. so i'm going around sharing this like i'm going to other people like yo have you seen this mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly what happened to us mm-hmm. 
This is exactly what they're this the way they're describing how they are brainwashing us mm-hmm. is exactly how we went through our studies, mm. how yeah. we did our things. This is the same church. Mm. And everyone was like, so then it got to the pastor, mm. gets to the people. And I had the like the pastor sat me down and was like, You have to stop showing this documentary to people. Oh wow. Mm. So I'm already like a little bit on edge from this place. Mm-hmm. I still was going. Um and my friend just slipped up mm-hmm. with with a girl. Yeah. All he did was sleep over at a girl's house. He didn't sleep with her, but he slept over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, things could happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but he slept over there. He right. lived with a group of disciples, so they noticed he didn't come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they told on him. They told on him. So then Jesus. the Wednesday of that <laughs> singles meeting, this was the last straw for me. The Wednesday of the single meeting, they take all of the singles right before church. They take us into this room. And they go, I'm not going to say the brother's name, but they go, Blank has chosen a girl over us. Oh, wow. He will no longer be here anymore. Smart move on his part. <laughs> so, so he's, and now and, and I know him. So I yeah. have conversations with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we will no longer be, he will no, um, he will no longer be here with us. Hopefully everyone could pray for him. Mm. And I, I, I'm sitting there and I raise my hand. I'm like, why did you tell us that? Oh mm. shit! Speaking truth to power. That's what I'm talking about. And and the pastor said, "Well, we just don't want any gossip happening." Mm. And I was like, "Well, that's exactly you just started what is going to happen." Yeah, mm. for sure. And he's like, "Well, we just want everybody to pray for him." Well, and I said, "Well, why didn't that. you just say, can we pray for him?" Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Well, we can." T- the pastor was, "We can talk about this later." <laughs> right. So I'm I'm visibly hot yeah i'm visibly looking at everybody like is nobody having a problem with this mm-hmm. am i the only one who finds an issue with this <laughs> and Christ. and then and so then i'm like this is not adding up so i call the homie i call mm-hmm. the guy that they're talking about yeah i said yo they're talking about you over here they saying that you chose a girl over this and they're like he's like what and he's like yeah they said that this, da, 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 da. And, and, and and then he Started goes seeing all the yeah inconsistency and he goes no we had a meeting about it they told me that i needed to make a decision by sunday wow mm. so it's wednesday right now <laughs> they made the decision they made the him. decision mm. for him yeah. mm. and so and that's when he was like i'm done and that's when i was like i'm done so i i went i remember this yes hold on i, know I remember this holy shit i'm tripping i forgot yeah yeah you were around in, during this time <sighs> Shit, that's mm. right. I remember when you got out. That's right. Yeah. And so and oh, so I'm God. like, so I, 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 I'm now, mind you, I'm living with what disciples right I'm now. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was a cult. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. That's insane. Yes. Yes. What the fuck? And so after after that, I'm like, all right. So then I go, <laughs> I go, I'm done. Like, this is this is all good. Now, I get back to my house and and there's this like awkward energy. I go back to my room and I get an email and the email was like, Hey, because you're not our brother in Christ anymore. Cause I had made the announcement that I'm not going to go to church anymore. Oh, okay. Because you're not a, my brother in Christ anymore. We're going to have to ask you to leave. Hmm. Yeah. This is fucking wild. So when I was homeless, wait, you That's were homeless why? as a result when of this? When I was homeless because of this. What the fuck? When oh, I went through that man. time when I was homeless, it was because 
the brothers that I had in this church kicked me out of the house because I stopped going to church. Mm. And I remember feeling so betrayed is how I would feel betrayed lost. But now here's the thing. Mm. I was so indoctrinated to this belief system of church that now you've had your fucking belief I wasn't, stripped. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I didn't stop believing then. So right. this is the yeah. fucked up part. <clears throat> this, is the, this is the part that it gets even worse to my mental. I was like, God, what the? why is this church forsaking me? Uh. And then I thought, because I don't have a body, not like body, but a body of church. Mm-hmm. And I'm turning, because they told me that you're turning your back on God. Wow. And I remember having a moment where I, because like when I try to explain to people how much I really believed in this Bible, I 1,000% believed that I was going to hell. Mm. I was going to hell. Because I shunned the church, mm-hmm. I shunned the way they operated, and I am going to burn mm-hmm. for eternity for this. And I'm now I'm homeless. Now mm-hmm. I'm sleeping under these building stairs. Mm-hmm. I have like a crate of my clothes. Mm-hmm. And I really was like, I am living in hell now mm-hmm. because I turned my back It was like what on you the said church. That they told you a story. Oh, boy, yeah. left and when you got God, into a car accident. Right. Yeah. And now you left and now you're homeless. And I'm homeless. Yeah. And it's I'm crazy because they set the system up to where they could make that come true for you. Exactly. Like, you know, they, they yeah. exactly. insulate you into their world to where right. you have no connections outside of the church. Exactly. And this was happening mm. during a time where it's my early, early 20s. So my entire experience with the world was so harsh. Damn, man. Was so harsh because now I am fighting for just to get sleep. Survival. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally on the street because of this. And this moment in my life was so big because I don't know if if you have ever been homeless before, but shit is stressful. I've it, been homeless. It is a constant. It, it, it it's a constant. You're on edge twenty four seven all the time because yeah. mm-hmm. you have you're literally on alert because mm-hmm. this is your home. This is your living room. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody's coming in and out of your living room, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's a violent. It can be a very violent. And world. that's the other thing that I learned. Like the yeah. nighttime. Oh shit. <laughs> Mm. was so yeah. frightening yeah um and the characters and the type of homeless people that i was around you were in hollywood when this was going on i was in north hollywood mm. so i was sleeping anybody yeah. who lives in north hollywood i was sleeping under uh building stairs on van owen yep Damn. and and it was like it was it honestly like that moment in my life was the most terrifying uh i didn't care anymore 
Yeah. Like I really thought that I was going to hell. So what did it matter? Mm. Yeah. So I started getting into drugs. Mm. I started getting into um, poor decisions. Yeah. I I literally was, and then I started squatting, like right. finding empty apartments. Oh, actually, literally squatting. Yes. Oh shit. Finding any empty part uh, apartments. I yeah. literally would go to Ralph's, buy a sack of potatoes, a sack of rice. Mm-hmm. And like this is how I was eating. We we uh, I did I squatted at one of the uh, apartments I used to sell dope out of at one point. You know, and did the same thing. I used to just load up on ramen noodles, and, and then I'd start with a little. Uh, I, we had some crackheads that would get the power on for us and shit. They just figured that out. Yeah, they they just run a wire or something. Crazy. Well, no, they'd run a wire because they they had a, a apartment next to ours, oh. and so like I would sometimes I'd stay at their spot, and yeah. then other times I would just you know go in the apartment next. But we'd run a wire out of their apartment and. Yeah, you know, have a little TV and you know hot plate action. Yeah, and you know? and so yeah, and and, and I got yeah. through it. Like yeah. we 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 went through it, but damn man, you should have told me that you could have like. So I was somewhat homeless at the same, same time, time, right? Because me and Duke used. That's where if you've ever heard me say Pitch Black Productions or yeah. PBP, me and my brother. Shout out to my brother Duke, one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life, and a very talented producer. Um, me and Duke would, you know, we'd handle our business during the day and then we would sleep in the studio, which yeah. our brother Jeremy J so graciously provided for us. Yeah. And uh, it has two different rooms. So Duke would have his room. I'd have my room. And every night we'd, you know, we'd link up, smoke a little bit, watch some TV. And, <laughs> you know, if the studio wasn't booked, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, then we'd, you know, we just wait it out. Wait it out, go yeah. to sleep, wake up the next morning, and, you know, new day, go to the, the gym or wherever we yeah. catch our showers at. And, that's where I showered moving, at. Yeah. Get the was, gym membership yeah. and then catch the showers in the morning. The get your workout. The 24-hour fitness yeah. on uh, Lancashire. <laughs> mm. That's you, crazy. You live in uh, North Hollywood? Close close enough. You to know, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That 24-hour sh- uh, fitness on Lancashire. That was your bathroom. I would I would shower right there. Um, yep. And I had my little tub of clothes um, under yeah. the and under the bushes and under the building stairs. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was... Uh, just grab your change of clothes, hit the showers, and get yeah, about get your day. Done. Get, get some it. sleep since you probably didn't sleep at night. Well, I was lucky because I worked a graveyard shift. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. you were at uh, yeah, it was um, at Crave. Call, yeah. I yep. was at Crave Cafe, so I would work ten to six in the morning. Um, so I would able to, I was able to um, work overnight, and then yeah, I was yeah. able to work overnight and sleep during the day. But you didn't really sleep because it was daylight. But yeah. you know, you got you got your naps in where you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was um. It was a time that, like, I still, um, it's hard to explain leaving the church and how traumatic it was unless you, you've really believed in God. I can relate to that somewhat because when I came to my, um, I guess, religious crossroads, um, there was a, for a long time, and I still have moments where I'll be like, Am I going to hell? Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm not very religious now, but I grew up, you know, church twice a week, you know, Sundays and Wednesdays sometimes, um, but always Sundays. Every Sunday I'm in church, Bible study, vacation, Bible school, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, at one point in my 20s, I came, you know, to a place where I didn't really believe what I'd been taught my entire life. And and it's, you know, like I said, to this day sometimes I'll have moments where I'm like, Am I, you know, like, am I yeah. right here? Like, did I make the yeah. right choice? Because it's something no, that, you know, you you had it in your life since you were eight years old, if not sooner. The the way that I, I've been able to cope with it um, is I had to get to understand God 
and not get to understand people yeah. in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I don't I'm I'm not against religion. I'm not against Christianity, but in in the Bible it teaches you that sin separates you from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I had to get to the understanding that I don't believe that anything that I will do will separate me from God. Mm, yeah. There's nothing that mm. I can do on this earth that will separate me from God mm-hmm. because we are a part of God. Yeah. Your spirit is a part of God. If mm. you are existing and alive and breathing, you are a part of God. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that is going to do that is going to happen. And and I saw the evil in the church and I saw the evil in um, my experience with Christianity and the church. And it was like a moment for me to be like, I know you telling me that because I don't want to be here anymore, that I'm turning my back on God. But I know God now mm. more than I ever did. Yeah when I was with you guys and and I look at my life now and it like blows <laughs> blows my mind yeah. that like I was homeless I was going <laughs> through all that yeah. I j- this year I just bought my first home I just had a, a child you were in a cult and <laughs> and I look at her crazy mm. and I look at her and I'm like I think about like there's times when I was homeless where I wanted to kill myself because yeah. I just want to get it over with. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to, to be done. Like uh, this yeah. is not, I know what you mean. I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. And I, every day I wake up here and it like almost brings me to tears when I think about it. Like mm. I almost didn't have this. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and like people don't know like when you're at the breaking point of suicide yeah. when you're at the breaking point of like ending it all yeah. mm-hmm. it's not real to everybody else mm-hmm. no but mm-hmm. to me i know how close i was mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i know how close i was and 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 that is if anybody is out there battling suicide I can't tell you what to do, but what I can say is that I'm so grateful that I did not go through with it because I would never have met my daughter. Mm, I would never have met Shan. Mm. I would never have been able to, uh, you know, get to the place that I am today. Yeah, Yeah. bro, I I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't do it also. I know know exactly what you mean, man. I've I've been in that place before after – it was actually after I got jumped um, and uh, I had my jaw wired shut. I was all fucked up. Like yeah. I couldn't, couldn't eat. And, you know, I was on a liquid diet. Um, they had me on, oh man, more pills than I could even remember. Like they had me on like blood this and the pain meds that, you know, you know, just the wildest pain meds. I was in just a constant state of just, you know, being doped up out of my mind. Um, but I just remember like, and like the the point where I was I I, I was about to take because they had me on like liquid morphine basically and I was about to just take a whole fucking thing to the head because I was mm. I had um I got sick and my jaws wired shut and I had to throw up and 
my jaws wired shut. So damn, where does it go? And in that moment, like I'm already in a world of pain. My jaw's been broken three places. I got a fucking fractured skull from where they took a brick and, you know, smacked me in the back of the head with that. Um, mm. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm a fucking wreck. And at this point, I'm just like, I don't like recover for what? And like, at this, mm-hmm. at this stage of my life, um, I was, you know, I was in the streets. I was all fucked up. I had no future as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Like I was, mm-hmm. to be honest, I was like, I'm, I shouldn't even be alive. I already mm-hmm. felt like I had, I shouldn't be alive. Right. And so like, to me, this was just like, like it's coming. Yeah. Like, like what am I waiting for? Like I'm mm-hmm. on borrowed time anyways. And I don't like at this point, I don't want to live like this. I'm in pain right. all the time. Right. I'm fucking throwing up in my own mouth like mm. I I know I've yeah. been there I've been at that place where it's like like for what why am I why am I doing this like yeah. what's yeah. like do I do I need this like mm-hmm. no like yeah it would be a lot easier to just you know pull Pop the plug it. so to speak yeah. yeah yeah it's it's so wild to me um because um the internalized trauma mm. still shows up yeah today mm how so? Um, How so? I find myself. I remember, like, and it sucks because Shannon used to. She didn't know. I I never really like told her about this, but mm. um, she used to call me. She used to call me a glazed donut. Mm. And when I say <laughs> when I say that when I say that, it's because at night I would have these night sweats. Oh, damn. And and she didn't. She did. She, no, no. She, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, Bless her heart. She yeah, has yeah, no she idea why. That, why? Right, right. Why I was going through this, but like. Up until I moved in with Shan, like even before I moved in with Shan, I, I had I had an apartment in Hollywood, but I was sleeping on the floor. Yeah, I know. And I've been and, there. Yeah. and so like I was yeah. sleeping on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And so like, and even in that it was a studio, mm-hmm. and there was three of us living in there. Mm-hmm. So like so like I was um. Like for all intents and purposes, I was like you were tense. never comfortable. Yeah, I was. In t- yeah, I was you were tense. in a state of discomfort. And sure. so, um, you know, when bef- when I first moved in with Shan, like my life for like five plus years mm-hmm. was just decompressing. Yeah, <laughs> tense. Yeah. You were a spring that yeah. was just wound too tight, and now you got around Shan, you were slowly able to just yeah. to undo let it go. This, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would wake up. I, I remember I would just be drenched mm-hmm. in, yeah. in sweat. Damn. And my my jaws tight. Like, did, did you sleep a lot back then? When I was when you were. Oh no, we didn't. I barely yeah. slept. I I I still do not sleep a lot, and yeah. it's it's funny. I've, I mean, it's not funny. It's, um, like I'm I'm pretty much numb to violence at this point because yeah. I've experienced enough of it to where it, it doesn't phase me. Um, outside of men being violent towards women, if I see violence, it doesn't it doesn't upset me anymore. Um, externally, right, but. I know it, it fucks with me because I don't like to sleep a lot. Like I sleep, you know, I don't sleep more than maybe five, six hours at the most. Six hours is a lot of sleep for me to have in, in yeah. like one stretch. Um, and I don't sleep well. I sweat a lot in my sleep as well. Um, and like, I actually, I think I told you about this. Like it's like three weeks ago. Um, I, I, I had a wild ass fucking nightmare and I woke up. I, it's so fucking weird, bro. I woke up crying and like, um, saying I don't want to die. I woke uh-huh. up just crying. Saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But it was so fucking weird because when I woke up, I remember waking up like, what, what the fuck is going on? Like it was mm-hmm. almost like I had two, mm-hmm. like two, you know, my conscious mind and my unconscious mind. And like 
my conscious mind, you know, when you wake up and you're kind of like half awake, half asleep, yeah, and you're yeah. not, re- you're in that in between stage. I was like aware that my asleep self had been crying and saying, I don't want to die. Mm. I could not remember what the dream was. I don't know why I was saying it, but I was confused. I remember just being like, what the fuck is going on? Nigga, wake up, wake up, mm. wake up, wake up. And I woke up with tears coming down my face. I'm just like confused. Yeah. Just in a state of shock. Like what the fuck is going mm. on? And I'm, pretty sure that's because i was probably having some type of nightmare mm-hmm. something that had happened to me in the past um and it just you know it 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 does not allow you to sleep well man like, yeah it, it fucks mm-hmm. with you for sure yeah and i th- that's i think how the trauma when men have this distance from it yeah without dealing with it and, and dealing with it is such a broad stroke but it's like talking about it and and acknowledging that shit was painful and yeah. it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging like this shit is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what you gone through is not normal. Yeah. It's not like something that happens to every day. I remember and I, I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but yeah. I remember you, t- you know, we, we, we work out of the same studio. So yeah. I remember you calling me one day and you're like, yo, I just got robbed. And I was oh, like, yeah. When I got carjacked, I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, it was at gunpoint. Yeah, fucking pussies, fucking <laughs> assholes. I'll take my fucking coat. I'm still mad and, about and that. And I remember coat. just being so blown away that you experienced that. And when you were telling me, you were kind of chuckling. Yeah. Like kind of <laughs> like, kind of like being like, yeah, like this is crazy. And I, and I remember like, man, what, bro? They had a gun to your head. Like that is not a normal Two experience. Guns. Two. Uh, see. Two guns. Two guns. Because I, I, at first. <laughs> the, like as reckless man just i went back to like when it happened i was i was trying to figure out the angle where i could work this shit. i was like yo mm-hmm. i'm gonna get this motherfucker up off me and i remember I'm, so i'll just tell the story i was leaving the studio um i sat down in my car and um for whatever reason i never do this but tonight that one night i sat in my car and i looked at my phone for like two minutes like not even it was like 15 seconds but usually i get in my car i'm gone i'm not hanging around because this is north hollywood at you know two in the morning um this one time though fucking you know didn't get right on the gas and i was in a rental car my car um when i started the engine it would normally lock the doors automatically mm-hmm. this car didn't lock the doors automatically right so i'm sitting in my car and all of a sudden tap 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 on the window and i look over i see a gun and so I'm thinking it's one of the homies. Like yeah. I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, get that shit out my fucking face. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And then like I, I stopped looking at it. Like I turned my head back to my phone. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I didn't even know who it was. I just mm-hmm. figured it was, you know, somebody from the studio fucking with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the door yanks open and I feel the steel on my temple. I'm like, oh, this is serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on. And we're in a position where like not that I'm like Superman or anything, but I know a little bit of something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, when I step out of here, I'm gonna have a split second where he's gonna have to get the gun off me and he's gonna have to move it away. Like this is all, you know, real time probably I'm like, all right, so let me get out the car. I'm good. As I'm standing about the car, here comes this little crackhead homie around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homie, what's good? Like I'm like, all right, shit, well, y'all got me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here you go. You know, what, what are you gonna take? So he took, you know, the car, which had my fucking your coat <sighs> my fucking burberry man I, <laughs> I fucking bro i don't even want to get into it but they got a coat that is basically irreplaceable 
Yeah. And uh, like I even wrote a, like a sad letter to like Burberry's like marketing <laughs> department. I was like, yo, I was like, this is what happened. Like I'll pay for the coat. I don't want it for free. <laughs> I'll buy it again. <laughs> But please, like, can they're like, sorry that happened to you, but we have a great new collection coming out. I was like, man, fuck y'all, man. Y'all motherfuckers. Yeah, they don't care. Um, but no, like, I, it's weird. I, I um, When it happened, I remember being more mad that I didn't have a gun than anything else. You know, I was. I remember being more upset when after that happened um, that I basically I, I remember saying that I, I let it happen to myself. I blame myself for it happening, right? Because yeah. I was like, yo, you know, yeah. back in the day, Either I'd have something on me, or one of my boys would be with me, and they'd have, you know, they have something on them. Like, I, I just, it was funny because I remember like saying, like, "Yo, like, you were slipping. Like, this is your mm-hmm. fault that this happened to you." Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, in a weird way, we probably do that with a lot of different traumas in our lives. Like, we we yeah. find a way to uh, to make it our fault, and I'm not sure why we do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if maybe it. Uh, Maybe for me, I think maybe it it took away the power that they had over me, because it wasn't that you guys did this; it was that I let you do this to me mm-hmm. because yeah. I wasn't prepared. It was yeah. me, not you. You didn't, you know, you didn't rob me. I robbed myself mm-hmm. by not being ready for mm-hmm. whatever you know might happen. Um, to the point that one of my one of my oldest friends actually, like, I remember, um, he told me he was like, "Yo, like, he's like, you sound crazy, bro. He's like, this isn't the life that you live anymore, like." you gotta understand like you know you're not in that world like that so you know you can't blame yourself for these types of things happening and then you know to take it a step further i think that you know we all do that you know we find a way to blame ourselves even though you know we should not the book i'm reading right now is called um 10 ways to strategize cognitive behavioral therapy so cbt Okay. And um, the chapter I read today was about um, automated negative thoughts. Mm. And it's where you're blaming yourself for something. And they talk wow. about like your mind goes to the past, to the present, and the future. So in your specific example, yeah, you were in the present like this is some bullshit. Yeah. I let this happen. And then the past, which you didn't really talk about right now, but maybe it's like I let things happen before. Right. And in the future, yeah. like either you have a you know two ways of looking at it like this won't happen again or my luck this will happen again you know what i mean so it's it's um it's an automated negative thought um and it's cognitive so that's all i got i mean um i literally (laughs) just well you know i just read that today i will say this on top of everything like i know for myself i can't speak for you guys but trauma is something new that I'm recognizing. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and even when we picked this topic, I was like, man, I don't know if I really have dealt with the trauma in my life. I like, haven't really. Especially mm-hmm. childhood trauma. Like, right. I'm dealing with it now. Yeah. You this know, is this is probably the most dealing with it that, that, I, I, that I've done. Wow. Outside of just telling, you know, my friends what had happened. Right. But yes. like actually exploring it a little bit right. and trying Unpacking to understand it, it some. Like, yeah. like no. I know that I need to go to therapy. Oh, mm. for sure. I'm right there with you, I man. We know both. <laughs> I need to go to therapy. I witnessed some crazy things in my yeah. childhood. Yeah. I've I been through some crazy things in my childhood. The one thing that I came out of this was like, oh, men don't deal with the trauma. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. I, 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 I pride myself on being 
happy and mm-hmm. being per, uh, someone who can shake things off and not yeah. take things too on and, and not let mm-hmm. it affect me mm-hmm. but it has been affecting me and it comes out in very interesting ways mm-hmm. and it's not obvious mm-hmm. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it's it's literally specifically like you know if shan has a a face when she's speaking to me mm-hmm. will to, trigger to me trigger, yeah i am you know from this episode on like i'm going to be really diving into my trauma mm-hmm. and really figuring it out like mm-hmm. as far as because it's not only going to just help me mm-hmm. it's going to help my wife it's going to help our relationship it's gonna help your daughter it's going to help my daughter yeah that's something for me man like i've been in therapy since i was young like mm-hmm young maybe like nine eight or nine. Oh wow um, my mom put me in therapy um i think i don't know the answer to this um i'll have to ask her but i, I assume it's because she didn't know how to communicate with me you know my yeah. dad wasn't around so this you know uh my mom had me when she was 40 mm. so you know so if this 49 year old woman who's going through menopause is dealing with this nine-year-old child who's looks nothing like her you know how do i tell my as a white you know older lady how do i tell my mixed kid which back then mix wasn't cool (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i was this oddball out but um i'm pretty sure i had a lot to do with that and then when i was in high school um you know you're you're all appointed like a student counselor right and uh (laughs) the student counselor was like your problems are deeper than my level of expertise <laughs> let me pass you to the specialist <laughs> kind of thing yeah wow. and um and make a kid feel fucked up like yeah, yeah i'm not but i didn't to deal with you i didn't thankfully yeah. i didn't that's good really? yeah. yeah thankfully i just was like because it's normal to me right wow it was normal oh yeah because you were already in, in yeah. therapy like right. all my yeah, friends okay. had a better life than i did yeah so, i can relate to that and i was like this is normal you know what i thought was strange and crazy was the two-parent household that sat down for dinner every night mm. That was wild to me. Uh. Yo, I remember, <laughs> you know, wh- and this is you just like made my <laughs> brain go <laughs> because <laughs> I remember I would never come home for dinner because um, when I went over to my friend's house for dinner, oh, man. it was a crazy like the food that they would have <laughs> was crazy yeah, yeah. it was on lauren's <laughs> level of cooking <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and there was a specific there's one guy jordan that i used to go over to his house and i would spend the night over there often mm-hmm. because of their family d- dynamic same, same, was yeah. like whoa yeah same like this is what it's like to have both of your parents and to have all of these things and like his house was amazing yeah. and mm-hmm. all of these things were like it was like whoa like I want to be here as much as I can. Same. And you know the thing that sucks that used to bury in my brain? You know, you just made me go crazy mm-hmm. right now because um, every one of my friend's parents looked at me like, oh, but, you know, Jared, I, me too, you got man. a hard life. Like, me too, Why don't you man. come sleep over? Me you too. Know? They, felt the, the, they felt sorry for They us. felt sorry the for pity, me. Not the pity, but the sympathy. And I grew yeah. up in a small town. So, like, when... Like my household blew up in mm. front of the whole town. Right. Mm. Like it it so everybody exploded. Was like, oh, poor kid. Mm. Yes. Mm. It exploded. The school knew. Everybody mm. knew. And so um it w- I had this feeling of like people would pity me and it made me get small. Yeah. Mm. It made me get small. Like I don't mm. know, um, it's something that I've been working on to to get big is like 
I used to show up in people's houses and be like, how small can I get? Yeah. You didn't want to make yeah. any waves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's something that I'm realizing like, oh, that trauma in my mm-hmm. life has affected me in my career. Mm-hmm. It has affected yeah. me in, in a lot of aspects of my life because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't want to ask for too much. Or, I, I don't yeah. I don't want to step on any toes. Yeah. Or, I, right, I, I'm just going right. to chill in the back. Like it, it, yeah. even when I do modeling jobs mm-hmm. or when I do like acting jobs, you told me this. Mm-hmm. I stay I get small yeah. because I'm like. Oh well, you know, I don't want them to feel like I'm a lot, or I don't yeah, want them to feel like you know this and there. Yeah. But it's like, mm. that's not how you're gonna get anything in life. Yeah, you know. But yeah, continue. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, you're, you're good. I was therapy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the specialist, and mm-hmm. uh, I was appointed to him. He was like interning, kind of, he had just fresh out of school, <laughs> kind of thing, and he specialized in behavioral therapy. Uh-huh. And um, so I was 16 when I met him. Right. And to this day, um, I talked to him every month. Oh, wow. Uh, I was talking to him every week for uh, years there. Yeah. Um, and him and his wife had a hard time having kids. They ended up adopting a, a little girl. Um, crazy enough, is the same age as my daughter. <laughs> wow. Go figure. But um, he looks at me as like a son. Wow. And uh, I look at him as like a father. Um, and t- to the point, like... He um he was the only person that I ever felt comfortable to share anything with. Like homies, mm, family, uh, girlfriend, uh, him, here you go. Wow. Uh, and uh um, What did he do? Because I only asked you that yeah. because I think whatever he did, maybe you can give that nugget to Shay. I, you know what is funny? I was going there, too. Yeah. I was going there, oh. too. Y- you know what he did? Um, he listened. Wow. He just listened to me. Hear that, Shay? Shut up and listen. And no. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what it is, Los? You know what it is? In all seriousness, it's shut up, JD, and yeah. listen. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to, and to go even further, all you know. of us. Yeah, shut up and listen. Sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. somebody is genuinely because because yeah. I think the most powerful realizations mm-hmm. are the realizations that you come to your own. Right, right. You know, well, when, it's, it's it's sustain it's sustainable. Yeah, yeah. If, sometimes if someone you have to talk it out. Yeah, to hear. I mean, we're doing yeah. it, with, bro. Like I said, this is yeah, this is the most actual examining I've done of mm-hmm. things of traumatic experiences in my life in one sitting. Yeah. And as I'm talking things out, I'm c- like you just did, I'm coming to realizations, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, you know, obviously you have to listen cause we're doing a podcast, but yeah. you're listening and yeah. it's giving me the, the room and the freedom mm-hmm. to explore these thoughts and these, you know, mm-hmm. process it in my head in a different way mm-hmm. and come to different realizations. I've come to the realization that you and I both need to go to therapy. He's already going, yeah. so yeah, we gotta catch up to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. You've you, been since you're nine, You got a bro. lot of catching up. <laughs> I'm about to say, motherfucker's been going to it since he was in fucking hey. preschool here. Hey. We got some, you know. yeah. And you but know, I think it shows. It does. I appreciate it. I it think does. it shows. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Now I, I, you know, I wanted to touch on this at some point, um, not necessarily in this episode, but I guess it's kind of fitting now. Um, I've been asked a lot. Um, I share very openly on my Instagram that I'm I'm always reading yeah. and or listening to podcasts. Right. And people are always like, what book do you recommend for this, for this? And I had this one girl reach out to me last night and she said, my my boyfriend and I are going through it 
and he says he wants to start put to put the work in and and she said what book can you recommend and i was i was really struggling and i was like babe i don't the bible i don't really know yeah (laughs) too soon too soon i'm like i don't really know where to even like start and then i i gave her a couple and then i i went back to the combo this morning and i said you know i really thought about what you asked and i said i would just recommend therapy Mm. that has been by far nothing even compares to it um the biggest culprit of to who i am today and who i will continue to become um because i have i'm gonna really rock your roll i have three therapists holy no you're good it's it's surprising Seems like a lot i'm gonna tell you why okay one is my long-term one who's like a father figure oh the one from from high school okay so in and not to discredit anything from him at all, but I know there's bias there. Of course. It's he has developed. To be. So yeah. I know like he you know He roots for you in a way that yeah. you're a therapist. He's not gonna be as maybe as he, harsh or critical. He takes a side now. Okay. You know, yeah. he takes a side and he's gonna take my side. Yeah. And I know that. And I'm I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, right? That's how you grow. So I'm like right. I, I love you, we can still talk, but I gotta I gotta grow. I really, really gotta get the hard truth. Not, yeah. yeah. And so I have another therapist um out in LA and then we have a marital therapist. Oh, okay. So there so there's a three. So I have like a the holy a father therapist. Basically, yeah. And um <laughs> I actually did not mean that hey. as a religious <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I actually did not. No, re- you're good. That's uh, good. No, Jared, Jared gave me the look. He's like, really low. Yeah. Keep it no, going. No. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up the therapy thing. <laughs> I and and I do think we should have an episode on therapy. I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. And and more specifically, let's get um, a therapist in here. I got somebody. Yeah. I got somebody. Let's get some yeah. free. Let's get some free therapy. Yeah, yeah she says she's down. She oh, just, cool. Oh, cool. Gotta, do we got to pick a day. Yeah, we got to pick yeah. a day next week. And, we I, and I really want to make sure during that episode, what, you know, we have to talk about why black people, especially black men, don't oh, do therapy. Man. She's a black woman. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. So, so anyway, so I, I think like therapy. Bring your notebook, please. Yeah, therapy. <laughs> uh, I always say therapy for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I do want to say this. I'm listening more so that I've been speaking of talking tonight. You're lost today. And uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say. You're <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you know what it was. Um, mm. It's a little bit of the last episode because I really I want to work on that. But it's also um, I was I was just I was trying to understand you guys more. Yeah. You know, as as each episode goes on, like the people get to know you guys, I get to know you guys. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say that. You guys have been through a lot. Mm. And it doesn't really show. Mm. And I don't mean that obviously to be disrespectful. What I mean no, by I that is you you've put in some type of work yeah, to either heal some of it, understand and be aware that you have to continue to or start to heal as, as you're kind of alluding to Los. Yeah. Um, but I mean that in the best way. Like you you guys have done a very good job of, of still um, not – not letting it ultimately yeah. determine or be that that Not negative I was on factor. The path. Yeah. Right, exactly. I was on that yeah. path of self-destruction. Mm-hmm. I got uh, saved by love. Mm. Um, mm. I'm sure you can attest. When I met Shan, mm. I like blossomed. Yeah, you did. And she watered the fuck out of you. And the thing is, is like, and I, I say this because I know people cannot find love. 
And I say this with like a heavy heart because I don't want to deliver this message, but it's my truth. Yeah. I would have been dead mm. if I did not find love. Mm. And when I say that, I really mean like Chen challenged me mm. in ways that nobody could. Mm. And and I mean that in a sense of like, I looked, I, I remember having this conversation with one of my, my boys and I remember being like, I'm having this realization that relationships, romantic relationships, mm -hmm are just as important as water and food mm -hmm. for you, for mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. for me. Like it, it was just as important. Like when I got into a healthy relationship, romantic relationship, I felt like I was quenching my thirst. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I felt like it was saving me, bringing mm -hmm. me back to life. Mm -hmm. And and I just like, I I literally have so much compassion and like, like it lit, like when I see people who are chronically single or people who mm. can't find that significant other, like my heart like hurts yeah, yeah. because I would not be the person that you see today without this healthy relationship. Yeah. Shen is mm. literally the most important and pivotal piece mm. to my growth and who I am. Mm. Like it would have not been, I would have not been who I am today yeah. without her. I I think that is the most accurate and truest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Mm, yeah, mm. you that's, were you were in uh, the wind. Yes, yeah. you were in the wind when uh, yeah. when you met her, and uh, she definitely was a grounding and positive influence on you. Mm. For sure. Yeah. So definitely. like for me, it mm. just like it it sucks because I know like the reason why it doesn't show is because of her. Yeah. Mm. The reason why it doesn't like it doesn't I don't have any mud on me. Yeah. Is because of her. That's beautiful, yeah. man. With me, it's just you know, how can anything break through this face? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you got mud masks. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Your bro, boy's it, back. it really. Oh, hey, what's up, my my guy? Uh, it it really for me is just you gotta laugh at it, man. Like yeah. that. If if I didn't laugh at shit, man, I I'd, I'd be a wreck, man. Like yeah. I really would, you know. To it, yeah, you just gotta you gotta be able to look on the bright side of life. So man. when you go to therapy. Yeah. Oh, they're going to love me. <laughs> I'm excited to <laughs> find out how you find other ways to cope. That's because laughing yeah, can It's not exactly it's the a best band -aid. way. It's a band-aid. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? To an and extent, I think so. Yeah. I think for me it, it is I think you're yeah. right in one in one sense, but I think it also is for me therapeutic because if yeah. I don't laugh at it, I won't address it. I won't mm -hmm. pay any attention to it. But that's what I'm it. saying like you got to address it. Right, you but that's have to but that's how I'm to able to is by laughing at it. Mm -hmm. I'm that puts the focus on it, and mm -hmm. it is it is you're all correct in in a to an extent that it 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 makes me address it, but it also allows me to dismiss it because mm -hmm. I make a joke out of it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it kind of works for me and against me yeah. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. So and yeah, absolutely. And, and I need I'm, a new. I'm hoping yeah. for therapy. It's a win-win for you. Mm -hmm. It works both ways for right. you. Right. And I think. You know, that's that's something that, that I had I had to realize that, like, I thought my way of coping, yeah. you know, wasn't necessarily laughing, but my way of coping um, showed up in, in relationships. It showed up with including my daughter. And, yeah. and that's, that's that's so full circle. Yeah. I was saying, Ryu, you, you said, yeah. you know, um, any parent watching this, I know, knows. You can't teach your kids something that you don't know. Mm. Man. And the crazy thing, like the thing that when when Shan got pregnant, the thing that scared me the most mm. 
was I knew mm-hmm. how much trauma I had. Yeah. I knew how much baggage I had mm-hmm. and I did not want to give it to her. Yeah. Like I was just, and, and, and like, cause to, some to, of my I'm sorry, greatest, to Ryu or to Shan? To Ryu. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. Some yeah. of my greatest pains in my life, my biggest yeah. like sores, yeah. th- the biggest things that make me cry mm-hmm. came from my parents. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, if yeah. I have a daughter, like, I don't want to be that pain. Like, I don't want to be mm-hmm. the the pain that I, the, the mountain that I had to climb to get close to my dad. Like, I don't want to be that. It's, it's funny you made me think of this. Um, there's this, a line in a Pink Floyd song where um, the singer says, Mommy's going to put all of her fears into you. Mm. And it's, yeah. you know, it's just like that line. That's loaded. It, you just reminded me of that yeah. because it's just like, yeah, like we, if we're not careful, we yeah. will pass on our fears. All of it. And all that shit and all yeah. our traumas into our kids. You know what's crazy is um, I just, you made my mind explode. When I found out my daughter's mom was pregnant, I was so high on life, like mm. cloud nine. Yeah. It didn't hit me till recently, <laughs> like the last couple years. I don't want to give my daughter all of this baggage and trauma and yeah. fears and all these things, right? That's also why I throw myself into therapy because I take full responsibility of not passing this down you know like we we talked about i think on lauren's episode the um only colored person in the room i think you titled it um how i'm my legacy is trying to break my lineage curse that i was given yeah right and i don't know how to do that if i don't learn how to do that if i'm not aware of it if i don't accept it you know so Um, like I said, it's as a father, I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm responsible for and and have a job in. And one of the things that I always put at, at the high on the list is providing my daughter with the greatest toolbox that I can ever create for her with every single tool in it that whenever life throws themselves at her, she can go in the toolbox and say, I got this tool to fix this, or right. I got this tool to deal with this, or yeah. whatever. So, um, but but full circle, the um, therapy really it's, helps it. me with that. Yeah. yeah, I know I need it. Well, um, yeah. Well, end this on a lighter note. Yeah, yeah, please. So you know what the worst part about me getting carjacked was? <laughs> so at one point, right after they've taken my phone and. You know, I'm literally about to walk off. He's like, I hey, know, homie, man. Come he, here, man. He run. took your ID. He's like, run your wallet. Uh. Right? So I pull my wallet out. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker, I'm not going to the DMV. Like, and I go, I take my license out. <laughs> so I take my license out. I'm like, here, bro. He goes, what'd you just take out, bro? I'm like, my license. He goes, yeah. what you mean? Now I put that back in there. I'm like, bro, you going to make me go to, I was like, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to rob me and make me go to the DMV? Really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, nigga. All that. So, you hate the DMV. Because you were just there was so fucking not mad. too long ago, right? That was like a couple was, weeks ago. Number one was the coat. Yeah, I was. Number one thing that pissed me off was the coat, but it was just like, add insult to injury. Yeah. Now you got to go to the DMV. Not only did you get robbed, yeah. but you got to go to the DMV. Well, you know what, man? <laughs> when when we get our bag and our show, I hey, promise you. We're going to get you that coat. I'm going to get you that coat. We're going to get you that coat. 
I, I look. Can they get you that coat? I've uh, a few. I've had a few friends that who are like you know they've said the same thing like Los. When I get this first record, or when I right. get broke, no, we getting got you. you that coat. We got so, we gonna get you that coat. Hey, I, I, I welcome it. I hope it. I will gladly. I'm gonna receive go to it. London and get that. We're gonna we go, go to get London the, and get we'll that. We're gonna get that. Hey. Yeah. Well, maybe so. <laughs> I know this was a heavy one. I know this was, was a crazy one. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know. You enjoyed it. <laughs> you enjoyed it. So I hope you yeah. enjoy the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>